hello and welcome to It's a Scary Life. Woo! I am your host, Melody, and this is my always wonderful and delightful host, co-host, Ellen. Hello. Um, so we're very excited today. We got new stuff. Yeah, we have new vocal dampeners, and we are both staring into the little triangles. So um, many triangles. I feel like I'm in a dystopian movie. <laughs> um, but our sound is already sounding so much crisper. Crisper? So much yeah. crisper. Uh, Excellent. I had to find a lisp on that word for some reason. Um, irony. I mean, that's why I had to find it. Ah, yes. I mean, I just thought that we were doing uh, what's his face from Music Man. So I don't like Music Man, so I would not make a Music Man reference. That's fair. I was in Music Man, so I have complex feelings about it. Okay. I mean, fair. I mean, most kids do Music Man. Right. Um, yeah. I, ju- I wasn't a part of any of the community theaters or anything. Um, That's fair. My first show was at 17. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was Peas Blossom in a Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh, that's so cute. And I auditioned specifically to be a fairy because it was my last semester of my senior year. And I was like, I just want a small role to be in something. Absolutely. Um, And it was a blast. I got to dance a lot. Aw. Yeah. That's so fun. It's a great experience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you to our patrons for um, making this purchase possible. Absolutely. Thank um, you so much. I'm real. I'm real freaking excited, guys. Yeah. I'm very excited to see how this improves our sound quality and... um. Ellen and I will probably put pictures of each other on the insides of these to feel a little less lonely. Yeah. I can't can't see Melody. It's very... It's a little unnerving. Yeah. (laughs) Like being bright like the middle of the day at 11 p.m. unnerving. Anyone who has been to like Alaska or Norway or something in the summer knows what that is like. It's weird. It's just so bizarre. It's very disorienting. Yeah. Um... That being said. Yeah. So I just want to start off, same as always, thanking you, our listeners, for tuning into our little adventure here. Yeah. Um, it's so greatly appreciated that you listen to our <laughs> podcast. Of course, I burp in the middle of that. It's charming. It's charming. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that you give us the, you know, attention that we both rely on to survive as we are, you know, gods <laughs> who need to be worshipped to feed. So thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Focus your attention on Melody. (laughs) (laughs) I am not a woman. I'm a god. Yes, dear. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to break on a Halsey, I promise. (laughs) I've done it too much already. Bonus content. Anywho, so if you would like to follow us on social media, that would be awesome. Just search It's a Scary Life on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We post pictures along with each episode on our Instagram, so it's a great place to give us a follow to get context on the people involved in each episode. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you feel like supporting us financially so we can afford better equipment, I can feed Ellen delicious food after telling her horrific things about the world. I really appreciate you guys. (laughs) Um, Or um, help us work towards being able to dedicate more time to the podcast so you can do so. At patreon.com slash it's a scary life. So yeah, that's um we love our patrons. Yeah. We thank them constantly. Um thank you for the money for the vocal dampeners. This is um super exciting. You're the most beautiful people in the entire fucking world. Yes. And we love you. Fucking great. Yeah, we are here for the parasocial relationships as long as it doesn't get too wacky and wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can get weird. It can, but like I trust our listeners. 
I hope so. I trust that y'all are chill. I hope you are sane. I and mean, if not, go get therapy. Even if you are sane. Yeah, everyone, literally, just yeah. go get therapy. Speaking of someone who did not get therapy. Oh, yeah. <sighs> and is not named Gypsy Rose Lee. Gypsy Rose Blanchard? Blanchard, yes. <laughs> I remembered. Uh, so this week is unusual because you, you know where we're heading with our episode. I'm so pumped. Yeah. I don't know a lot of specifics, but I know that I support Gypsy Rose and everything that she does. <laughs> um, as long as they include murdering her abuser. Yes. Um, so we had a part one of the Blanchard family story detailing the abuse of Gypsy Rose and the many reasons why we at It's a Scary Life are uh, have a pro-Gypsy Rose policy. Mm-hmm. Um, we hope the best for her release. And if you hate on her, I will personally punch you in the face. Uh, <laughs> Unless you're into that, then then she will pointedly not. Yes, I will say that I will, and then I won't. Some people are into that, And if that you melody. don't understand why that's a threat, look up a picture of me. I look like I walked out of a fucking magazine. That is not just me being vain. People have actually told me that. She does. She really fucking does. Um, if you don't think me being that dominant over someone who really wants to be told... I'm going to punch you in the face and have me actually do it and then me not do it. It'll be devastating. I know, but some people like, what is it called? Edging or whatever? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. That's also, damn it. Why is everything a fetish? <laughs> Humans are fucking wild. Yeah, Melody. We are. <sighs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> do we need to also apologize for using her name this episode? No, we're good. Okay. <laughs> Um, but let Ellen, could you do a recap of what you remember from part one? Okay. So, um, her mom has Munchausen by proxy. She probably murdered her stepmother. Oh no. She probably attempted to murder her stepmother by poisoning her food. Yes. Yes. Um, but, um, she moved out or her family moved away before that could be a thing. And then she proceeded to have a child with a dude who was like 17 who did pay child support. Yeah, he's a good dude. Good for him and did not know all of the nonsense that was going on uh, because she's a manipulative bastard. Yeah. Um, And so Gypsy Rose was born, um, Gypsy Rose Blanchard, um, and she was fine. But her mother decided that no, she was not fine. She was constantly ill. And she told everyone that her child was terribly ill and would like hospital shop until she got people to do what she wanted and they were living in louisiana right yeah louisiana at first at first and um and like hospitals and doctors would like catch on to what she was doing and she would go somewhere else and all this and her daughter got unneeded surgeries like and was in a wheelchair and was told that to mm-hmm. like and and like she was drugging her right like mm-hmm. to go to appointments so she would seem developmentally disabled mm-hmm. or behind or whatever. Um, Hurricane Katrina happened, and she, along with many others, made their way to Missouri, um, where I grew up. It's Fun a fact: great place to live. It's if, fine. It's not. It's really not. If you're from Missouri, I I feel you. I hear you. You are seen. You are heard. You are loved. We can get through this together. Um, Also, if we accept more refugees, where you live might become more interesting. Just, you know. Yeah. 
little, um, you know, political type. I don't know if we want to go with the pro-refugee stance on this specific one, <laughs> considering the Blanchard drama. However, they were... I mean, they were... Uh, America, displaced people. Displaced Americans. Displaced Americans. Yeah. So Refugees from other countries yeah. are not that fucked up. Like, yeah. they've got some trauma and shit. Have but you like, ever seen Mo Amer do fucking stand-up? He's great. He's great. Oh, is he the one that does the... I'll I'll figure it out later. Um, <laughs> I'm bad with names, um, but I probably have seen his stuff. He's in Rami. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Mo Amer, yeah, yeah. Palestinian refugee. Yeah. yeah, he's fun, funny, good stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. And so moved to Missouri to a small town called I forgot. It wasn't Springfield. No, it's Springfield. It was Springfield. Yeah, it's it's a little development in the east of Springfield. Which I think has an okay show choir, but wasn't like the best. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I may be remembering it wrong too. Um, and uh, mom continued to do what she does. Oh, yeah. But even more because guess what? The medical records were lost. Oh, yeah. And so all of these doctors and hospitals are just assuming that this woman is trying to do what's best for her disabled, chronically ill daughter. And I think there was at least one more unnecessary, non-consensual surgery, which is fucking horrifying. And then Gypsy Rose won, like, person of the year from an organization. And they got lots of donations and a house that was like pink princess themed, even though Gypsy oh, Rose yeah. was like. Sorry, this was the move to Springfield. The one before was Aurora. Oh. Wait, Aurora. Missouri. Missouri. Okay. Okay. <laughs> teeny tiny. Um, So teeny tiny that I'm like, we have an Aurora in Missouri? Um, oh, yeah. There's do. several Auroras throughout the United States. We, we do. It's just a blink and you'll miss it type of place. If you're from Aurora, Hi. <laughs> How you doing? Um, and if you're from Springfield, hi. Um, Hello, Missouri. Yeah. Hey, guys. What's up? In any case, yeah. Um, even though Gypsy was like, what, 15, 16 at this point? When they moved to Springfield? The princess house? She's about 17. 17. 16, Dear 17. fucking God. It would be the year that she turns 17, so it's kind of like... Uh. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, which is which, which is horrifying. And um, then she was able to somehow, she she like had online access at certain points in the day and she befriended a neighborhood girl mm-hmm. and they went to a con and she met people and tried to, to escape um, by using a man that she was talking to online who allegedly did not realize how young she was um, and her mom. Uh, shut that shit down um by the time she had tried to escape she was 19 19 yeah okay cool i am bad with numbers uh so names numbers places and things it's all bad uh and then um she got on some sort of dating online thing i think her mom had like tried to confiscate some stuff and she managed to uh her mom uh, breaks the laptop the phone and everything she which is not how you deal with an unruly teenager just fyi oh yeah no she full-on abusive behavior yeah she literally straps gypsy to her bed for two weeks oh Um, i fucking forgot that yeah 
eventually she buys a new laptop and is like oh only under my supervision but of course gypsy takes it in the night Sneaks it in and the then i do night. have one correction um yes, it was not a christian dating site it was a chat room oh that's great that's <laughs> super great so she gets on this fucking chat room yeah was it a christian chat room yeah christian chat room oh in my good christian household um and she meets this boy man person thing he's a man he's 23 she's 21 oh, at this point god that's okay okay age gap's not too weird yeah not yeah. at all it's two years it's fine so she i meets mean this dude Dee Dee is still online. trying to pass her off as like 15 right but well we're she's just- 21 <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to be 15 when I was 15. Can you imagine? <laughs> Dear God. Oh, yeah. Also, she'd been lying to Gypsy about her age. Yes. Yeah. But Gypsy had at this point figured it out somewhat. For the most part, yes. She never had full confirmation on it until later. She was like in. Until she was incarcerated. being charged. Um, but at this point, she understands that she is older than her mother has told her than she is. Okay. So and she's not entirely sure what year yeah. she was born. And so she's talking to this guy and he's a little fucked up, but she doesn't realize it or she likes it, question mark. And then you were like, we're going to talk about it next week. Yep. And it's been two fucking weeks. Well, yeah, because you. you had food poisoning. I had really bad food poisoning. Yeah. It was not fun. And I almost went to the hospital. But oh, no. Well, I called the nurse's hotline. And they were like, hey, here's when you need to go to the hospital. And I was like, cool, I don't want to go to the hospital. <laughs> and oh, it was so gross. And then I had to like build myself back up. And I didn't get to go to work for two days. So I didn't get like to hang out with babies for like two days. I'm sorry. It was really rough. <laughs> and then it took me another day to like eat real people food. Yeah. Anyways, enough about um, me. Um, It's been two weeks. Yeah. And oh, one other detail i forgot to mention uh she is dd is suspected of killing her actual mother oh she is yeah they (gasps) believe that she was like poisoning her food while she was taking care of her when her mother was basically like oh bedridden hospice basically um and then it happened again with the stepmother that's spicy you know murdering the mother and then the stepmother and the stepmother yeah well, attempted murder on the stepmother, right? Yes, because yeah. yeah, she's alive. Yeah, good. And then, so so trying to murder mother figures, and then trying to keep a child sick, mm-hmm. a daughter, try sick. to keep them fully isolated, holding her hostage. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, if she if she hadn't been rightfully cut down where she stood, <laughs> um, yeah. I'm not saying I'm pro-murder, because I'm not. I'm just pro... There is a part of me that is just pro-bloody, bloody justice. Yeah, I mean, picture that moment when you are satisfied when Mother Gothel just shrivels up. Oh, I actually really... Okay, (laughs) listen. I have a real soft spot for certain villains. Okay. And she's so fun, and I don't have an overtly abusive... Okay, how about uh, the witch in Into the Woods doesn't die, though. She doesn't because she's perfect and I love her. (laughs) Um, Um, Gaston, when Gaston falls off the fucking roof and you feel this joy that you have never felt before. Exactly. Um, But yeah, no, yeah. No, I get, I get like a good villain death. You know, like when Zira in Lion King 2 like falls to her death. We're going to watch it. Okay. It's, 
I'm not going to say that it's good, but it was an integral part of my childhood. Okay. <laughs> and it has the best fucking Disney villain song ever. Okay. If y'all like That's My Lullaby, hit me up. Um, um, anyways, so yes. Yeah, so this episode, we move on to part two of the Blanchard family story. Fuck yeah. When we last left off, Gypsy, Road had, uh, Gypsy Rose had just started... Um, chatting with Nicholas go to John in a Christian chat room. And <laughs> when she had joined the chat room, she was eager to meet a man to be her rescuer and whisk her away from her evil mother and live happily ever after. Not unlike in the princess stories, her and her mother bonded over. Yikes. This was where Gypsy Rose meets a man who would later become her boyfriend that killed her mother, Nicholas go to John. Hell Yeah. So in this episode, we'll be going through the odd romance of the two young lovers, Nicholas's background, and discuss how the combined arrested developments of Gypsy and Nick led them to murder Gypsy Blanchard. I don't know what I expected. You know, like the dead dove from Arrested Development. Nice. Nice. Thank you. It's funny because I explained it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So how fucked up was this dude? So I used a nice fancy psychology term. So now let's discuss a little psychology for a moment. So once again, I'm not an expert in any manner in psychology, but I do only listen to experts for information. Seriously, the part of Google advanced search where you can narrow down the domains to .edu or .gov is literally fantastic. Props to Mrs. Garver for showing me that in high school. So arrested developments are the stoppage of physical development, emotional development, and mental development before reaching adulthood. Okay, yeah. Um, Most people have arrested developments, especially when it comes to mental health. So it is unlikely that any of us come out of childhood perfectly mature adults. We all have areas where we have to grow in some form of childhood traumas and wounds that we have to nurture and these are our arrested developments in psychology. I'm real scared to figure out where my development was arrested. <laughs> uh, don't don't answer that. Not okay. on the podcast. Okay. Not on the goddamn podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like we can chat after, but I can't know that right now. Um, but in the case of Gypsy Rose, we can see where her arrested developments would come from. You don't say. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that tracks. (laughs) So her mother has been actively trying to keep her in a state of childhood. She has lied about Gypsy's age to make her younger. She dresses Gypsy in dresses that make her look kid-like and honestly like Dee Dee's personal little doll. Very creepy. Um, She has the big, the pink dream house built for her, complete with princessy decor and bed in Gypsy's room and wall colors to appeal to young girls and so many stuffed animals you could be smothered in them. In fairness, stuffed animals are delightful. I mean, true. Secondary pillows. But still, she's 17 at this point when they're moving in. No, yeah, listen, it's fucked up. It's a lot of stuffed animals for a 17-year-old who's, yeah. That's fair. You know, Gypsy was encouraged to remain a child to such an extreme degree. Sondheim, may his memory be a blessing, has a song that describes this level of control and into the woods. Stay with me, the world is dark and wild. Stay a 
child while you can be a child. Stay with me. <laughs> if we get to a certain point in our Patreon usage, <laughs> we will record an album. I'm not going to say what that point is because I'm scared to ever fulfill that promise yeah that was fully unrehearsed and st- that is just Fuck yes. that is the level of musical theater nerd that we are can you tell we met in a musical theater program <laughs> in fairness my mom has literally sung that song at me mostly jokingly okay no like i like she we both know it's fucked up. I mean, true. I think at least singing this, the line, stay a child when you can be a child, is at least just giving your kid good advice. Yeah. Yeah. For a while, you know? Mm-hmm. But the rest of the song. Oh, no, yeah, listen. It's you have to be really up. facetious about it. Yeah. Well, I do like the um, princes wait there in the world. It's true. Princes, princes yes, but, but wolves and humans too. Like that's a fucking line. Can Sondheim we talk about brilliant. Sondheim? Oh, may his memory oh, be a blessing. I cried. Okay. We're gonna, we got to get back. Yeah. Yeah. So these arrested developments naturally pull from the princess theme and manifest in Gypsy Rose of having a rescuer fantasy. Mm-hmm. So rescuer fantasies, there are two different types. There is being the rescuer and being rescued. So being the rescuer, obviously you want to be the prince. You want to save them. The therapists can very much be guilty of this. Police officers, firefighters, people like that, they can be guilty of these things. The rescuer fantasy of being rescued is very common in women in our society, mostly because of, you know. Gee, I wonder why. Princess stories that and we process as we can just sit around, do nothing, and we get saved. Yeah, and learned helplessness. Yeah. Especially for white women, yes. such as myself. Yes. There's a lot of learned helplessness with it. And with the lack of discussion around Cinderella actually being about an abuse survivor being saved, you know, it just seems like, oh, she sat around, did nothing and got a prince. I mean, she was, she, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> again, Sondheim did a really good job with Cinderella. God, he did. Oh, my God. Can we talk about on the steps of the path? Not right now. No. Um, also, Margaret Peterson Haddix did an amazing job with Cinderella Ooh, as well with Just, just Ella. Ella amazing book it was one of my favorites as a kid i legitimately can still say a couple of the first lines verbatim because it's amazing it still stuck with me anyhow yes um so Dee Dee's lies made gypsy believe that she couldn't save herself and the princessy lifestyle leads only in that direction as seen in many a person high in highly influenced by princess stories Mm-hmm. There's a lot of learned helplessness. I myself had fuck tons of rescuer fantasies. Um, oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. See, You didn't I know saw, me during that time. Yeah, I saw Into the Woods at too young an age where I was like, listen, <laughs> the prince is bullshit. He's a bad man. Yeah, see, that was the thing. I made the woman of the 90s thing kind of my personality but still the woman of the 90s usually had someone by her side or someone doting at her oh absolutely like it was yeah it's it's trying to it's capitalism and society and the patriarchy trying to grasp at that like girl power energy oh yeah and twist it into something that is safe 
and the, and non-threatening to you know the established social order absolutely um welcome this is uh <laughs> feminism 101 with ellen and melody yes. and today uh so gypsy has this fantasy of being rescued yeah rescued. i'm guessing nikki what's his name nick yeah nick. nicholas nicholas yeah. um so she had previously tried to escape with a man that she'd met online um instead of going to the police herself and then when she sees no way out she does not confess things to her friend from the neighborhood but continuously reaches for a man online until she finds one that she bonds with and who has the perfect combination of his own rest of developments to help that help lead him to murder excellent so enter nicholas go to john in 2012 when gypsy rose went to that ch- christian chat room at night after her mother would go to bed spicy right she met the 23 year old man named nicholas godajohn from big ben wisconsin nick was a man with a history of mental illness autism and who already had a somewhat disturbing rap sheet oh so nick had been arrested when he was caught masturbating in a McDonald's after watching porn on his phone there for nine hours. Nine? Nine hours. I mean, that is it's, a fucking hyperfixation, my dude. That is the truly disturbing thing. Nine hours of porn. I mean, listen, it's... It, I'm not saying <laughs> In that, a McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, I just... Oh, yeah. man. Um, it's honestly kind of impressive in the wrong sort of way. But yeah. But when he was caught, he tried to tell the police that he was just scratching himself when his hand was down his pants moving around. Um, They, of course, didn't buy the obvious lie. And since his penis wasn't out, they couldn't charge him with a decent exposure, as many articles and the show they act say he was charged with. Uh, Um, Wait, so your dick has to be out? Yes, for indecent exposure. Yes. So for for folks with the vaginas and breasticles. Same. It would have to be out. Okay. What he did get charged with was disorderly conduct, which is what you would get charged with. Valid. Generally. For sitting at McDonald's. Masturbating in public. Yes. Um, I thought it was just for sitting at McDonald's for nine hours. No, that would be loitering. That's fair. (laughs) (laughs) The masturbating in public is disorderly conduct. Yeah, that's fair. Um, And he also got charged with carrying a concealed weapon because he had a knife on him when he was arrested. In Wisconsin. Like, was it... Yeah, you, there, you still have to have a concealed carry permit. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I know too many people from high school. I mean, it's Wisconsin. A lot of people aren't going to give a shit, but the fact that he was already masturbating in a McDonald's, right. no, they're going to charge they're, him they're with They're going to charge him with everything. Like... <laughs> they're going to throw the book at him because they're cops. And because, like, that's what you do with someone is masturbating in public. I'm, like, there's just, there's certain people you throw the book at. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, I'm not saying they were wrong to, to call this. I'm just saying, like, at school, like, it was very well known that you could have a certain, you could have a very small knife with a very small blade. But, like, oh. some kids just brought hunting knives to school. They just kept it in their pockets and they didn't do shit. Oh, yeah. In my school, knives were a huge fucking deal. Yeah. You got I, caught with it, you were immediately, like, expelled. It was Oh, well, yeah, if you were caught deal. with it. Yeah, most people wouldn't even have them because, yeah. Or at least people I knew. That's fair. <laughs> like, listen, most of the guys had at least like a Swiss Army knife, which fell under the purview of the short blade. Yeah. Yeah. 
most that was allowed too but yeah yeah um anywho so nicholas believed he had multiple personalities but this was not the case um this seems to be a common belief of people who compartmentalize their emotions oh when we do this we also compartmentalize parts of our personality which can feel sort of like a different person, but doesn't involve any of the dissociation required for the two pieces of personality to be considered actual multiples. That's really cool. Yeah, this isn't, yeah. A lot of like really shitty kind of guys are like this. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Cool, cool, cool. um, So lots of people do have this sort of emotional compartmentalization um especially when they're the type of person who tries to run away from emotions that make us feel unpleasant and therefore get labeled a negative or wrong rather than just you know being an unpleasant emotion god bless the toxic positivity oh yes Mm. um so nick seemed to have a few different parts of himself and believed that they were just separate personalities and he gave them names. The main personality he had was named Victor. In Nick's mind, Victor is a 500-year-old vampire with a dangerous and violent side. Oh, no. This was a Twilight phase. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, God. I I think it probably predates. I don't think he's a Twilight guy. I don't think he's a Twilight guy, but vampires were like in the zeitgeist, you know? Yeah, I feel like he would be Uh, underworld interview with a vampire type. That's not better. That's really... I I love both of those movies. No, listen, they're great. Listen, they're great movies. I'm just saying that like thinking that you're a 500-year-old vampire... Regard like listen, if you want to LARP, LARP. That's fine. Yeah. Playing a vampire is fine. I LARPed as a vampire when I was fifteen. It oh, was that's fun. So fun. I think one of my aunts either ran or used to be involved in um like a vampire LARPing thing. Okay. It was really cool. Yeah. Um yeah. It was like a little group. We'd get together after school sometimes. It was Yeah, yeah. You hang out, you LARP, you go home, no matter no fantasies. Foul. Yeah. Thinking that you are actually a five, if you think you are actually a 500 year old vampire, Mm -hmm. please go talk with someone who's a qualified professional therapist. Mm -hmm. Especially if you can actively switch into this personality effortlessly. Like cool trick, bro. Go talk to somebody about Mm -hmm. this. This is not a different personality. This is just you giving your emotions a different name. Because folks with DID can't usually control the switches right not without a lot of therapy (laughs) okay cool 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 cool. um it's not a common thing to be able to do even with therapy and right proper medications and things as well yeah um that's part of why it's dissociative Mm -hmm. um they they can't control things and certain aspects about it parts of their brain dissociate So, yeah, so Nick would use these personalities during his one outlet that he allowed for these pent-up emotions that, well, we know about, really. BDSM. I know. Oh, goddamn. He's one of those fucking toxic doms, isn't he? Yep. (laughs) Oh, man. Listen, I I am not now, nor have I ever been actively involved with the BDSM community because I'm far too lazy and have no interest. But I was on f- the fucking internet when Fifty Shades of Grey 
was big and therefore the entire bdsm community rose up to point out exactly why the fuck it was wrong mm-hmm. and abusive and how the knots that they tied in the movie were actually really dangerous and you shouldn't try it at home and here's a list of like 25 different ways to actually tie up your partner safe sa- safely sanely and consensually yeah. blah, blah 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 so i know more than i ever wanted to god's bless you guys <laughs> i'm sorry this man tried to fucking chill with y'all yeah yikes also all those arguments about the knots and things being unsafe and stuff is just really great um fodder for how it's actually just about an abusive relationship because it's yeah he's oh yeah 100 giving her no escape here's the thing though that's not what the movie was trying to do yeah they're trying to make it sexy and that's fucked <sighs> there's so i really wanted them to show it as what other- it actually was like, listen, I'm not a romance novelist person. I cannot bring myself to care for long enough. There are so many other um, better romance novelists or novels to adapt. You are a romance novel person. I like Jane Austen. It's a it's it's, <laughs> it's social comedy. They're romance novels still. They're like they're not good. sex romance novels. They're not. But they're romance. Um, now it should be discussed that Nicholas is autistic. And office with his often with his condition is uh, referred to as Asperger syndrome. Uh, Asperger syndrome is a Nazi thing. It was how Doctor Asperger would um, organize autistic people, basically being you're useful enough for work, you're not useful enough for work, so you die. So yeah, we're not using that term anymore. It's just autism. It's fucked up. Uh, <laughs> it's deeply, deeply fucking fucked up. There Ooh. really is no difference. It's just they seem like less autistic if you're just, you know, generally talking to them or looking at them. They're verbal. They're they better don't... at masking. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the term I'm looking for. They're better at masking. Mm-hmm. Um, they seem holistic, which is the formal term for non-autistic people. Mm-hmm. Um, so according to his therapy records, he had stopped developing emotionally and mentally at around 15 years old. And that is an age of a lot of insecurity, anger, and um, impulsivity for most people. I'm so sorry, my man. Also, you're not my man because you're gross. No, it's gross. You. But like, oh, that would suck. And so the fact that he is autistic is, of course, in no way a cause for him committing murder. It is definitely a piece of the pie that led to this. Nick's therapy records had also suggested that he had violent impulses and would end up committing a violent crime, either intentionally or in the heat of the moment. Cool. That's fine. And this is all fine. These impulses Nick would filter and probably still filters through his believed personality, Victor. I mean, I there is a part of me that is glad that if he had to violently act out his impulses he did it in this way and was then subsequently caught and incarcerated absolutely like I think this was the best case scenario i i kind of feel that way too he is I, um ooh. he is an interesting person and i think he would have always ended up down some violent path just with his history and with the things that his actual therapist uh said about him and got released in his trial um mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's bad. Mm. Um, so Gypsy Rose and Nicholas hit it off online and would video chat with one another. 
They talked about their interests and their lives as, you know, people do when they begin dating. During these chats, Nix insisted Gypsy be respectful of him at all times and always capitalize his name. Oh, no. Yeah. That's so gross. Gypsy would refer to Nick as her boyfriend on her secret Facebook account. And the two would chat frequently, even making another Facebook account a joint one so they could constantly post together. Oh, God. I'm starting to like her less. I'm so sorry. I I mean, she is getting caught up in attention. I'm just, I'm just getting middle school flashbacks. Well, yeah, because this is essentially her f- middle school romance. No, I fully get that. Like, and I still support... Emotionally for her. I still fucking support you getting rid of your abuser in whatever way and means were necessary. But, like, my God. Yeah, he's not great. I'm so sorry that this that you're, like cringy facebook accounts who are probably exposed in a court of law yeah that's everyone's nightmare right so gypsy rose told nick all about her mother's abuse how she wasn't too ill to walk or eat and how her mother strapped her to the bed for two weeks the last time she had tried to get away from her to stop living a lie the two had become close and nick would tell gypsy how he wanted to help her leave her wicked mother did he use the word wicked? No, I just did. Oh, thank God. Okay. I, I like painting a picture. That's fine. That's fine. I was just, <laughs> I, got, I got more concerned. I mean, he could have. I didn't see anything like that. Oh, thank God. I'm sorry. This man is already just grossing me out. Oh, I know. With the fucking. <sighs> Must capitalize my name. I know. When I saw that, I was like, it has to be included because we have to paint him who for who he is, too. Uh listen. There are, I'm sure, some very nice people in the BDSM community. Some wonderful people. Just some, some, some A-plus human beings. Fetishists can be fantastic. You go, kiddos. Live your, live your fantasies. Follow safe, sane, consensual, Safely and I love you. consensually. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Yeah. I, so during their video chats online, Nick had asked Gypsy Rose to participate in some sex games with him. Gypsy, of course, being eager to feed her own lust and please the man that she was connecting with, naturally went along with him with what he liked to do. So this was when Gypsy Rose was introduced to the world of BDSM. Not loving this as her first sexual encounters. Yeah, I'm just, oh, God. So in these section, sessions, Nick would, of course, be the dominant and Gypsy the submissive. Nick would use his believed personality, Victor, during these sessions and had Gypsy develop a character, Ruby, to match his. Oh, my God. Yeah. So after a few months of talking and playing around online, Nick became increasingly in, increasingly interested in meeting in person and the two developed a plan. This was in 2014 when the live action Cinderella was coming out and Gypsy Rose knew she could get her mother to take her to go see the movie. In their plan, Gypsy and her mother would be at the movie theater and Nick would arrive to also see Cinderella. Nick would see the two of them and open the door for Gypsy and Dee Dee, impressing her with her, his gentlemanly act. And they would make conversation and Dee Dee would just obviously love Nick and invite him to sit with herself and Gypsy. 
And this is how they would be able to be together and live happily ever after. Oh, my God. So Nick traveled by bus from Big Bend to Springfield to fulfill their dream of meeting and having a perfect future. Only when he arrived at the movie theater and opened the door for Gypsy Rose and Dee Dee, she wasn't impressed as they had expected. Oh, no. And Dee Dee thought it was weird to see a grown man at a movie theater by himself to see Cinderella in the middle of the day. Nick attempted to talk with Gypsy and Dee Dee, but Dee Dee shut him down pretty quickly. Oh, no. This, however, did not stop the lovers from having a special meeting. During the movie, Gypsy told her mother that she was going to the bathroom, and Dee Dee surprisingly let her go on her own. I'm shocked that that happened. Yeah, that's wild. Um, so Nick and Gypsy... Oh, no. ...met in the bathroom of the movie theater. Oh, no. And touched kissed and had sex for the first time together oh, in the bathroom oh no i yeah 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 okay it's not great it sure fucking happened yep okay i don't know what i expected i really don't know what i expected yeah so after the two had sex they were caught together by Dee, Dee and dipsy was of course banned from seeing him again after this interaction is when the subject of killing Dee Dee had begun. So Gypsy Rose and Nick had Nick's plans didn't originally begin with murder. At first they thought they could elope. But when Gypsy told her neighbor friend about the plan to elope, the neighbor told her it wouldn't be a good idea. Convinced that Gypsy was still a minor and being preyed on by just some online sexual predator. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Like, That's fucking fair. The neighbor considered Gypsy's online relationship to just kind of be a passing phase, as a lot of people go through, and that it was simply, and I quote, fantasies and dreams and nothing like this would ever really take place. This is why you tell your friend shit. Yeah, and this is what put the final nail in Dee Dee's coffin, because Gypsy Rose could only feel her final option to be free of the life she's known and pursue a life of her own was to kill her mother. Oh, dear Lord. So that co- this combined with the fact that Dee Dee was bringing Gypsy Rose to another new doctor, insisting her feeding tube had something wrong with it. Gypsy was now on the way to having yet another unnecessary surgery. During the planning stages, Gypsy was made to ask believe- Nick's believed personality, Victor, to kill her mother for her because Nick uh, doesn't have the power, but Victor does. Oh. I know. Oh. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to kink shame, but ugh. yeah, it's pretty gross. Also, if your kink is taking over your whole life, that's not kink. That's called abuse. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> gross, gross. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Ugh. And so she asked Victor, expressing she couldn't do it herself, and got the yes she desired. In the planning stages with Nick, he made it clear to Gypsy that if she were to enter the bedroom while Victor was killing Dee Dee, he may lash out and kill her too. I hate this fucking family. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, this this fucker read Twilight. This <sighs> this this I don't think vampire so. motherfucker. Ugh. I mean, yeah, it could also be interview with a vampire bullshit. It could be a lot of vampire I horror things hate but yeah. it i hate it oh okay when does he go to jail is okay. it now it, we're, we're getting there okay so in june 2015 nicholas go to john once again took a bus to springfield to see gypsy rose 
only this time with a plan to harm her mother instead of charm her. Ayo. (laughs) (laughs) I was real proud of that line. Um, he had arrived. He had arrived midday in Springfield while Gypsy was at the last doctor's appointment she would have with Dee Dee. Nick yeah. was to lie low and wait until Dee Dee typically went to bed and then go to her house. Gypsy texted Nick when Dee Dee went to sleep, and everything was put into motion. When Nick did arrive as planned at the door of the Blanchard home, Gypsy Rose had let him in. She left out plastic gloves by the door to help carry out their plan. Nick entered the home, and Gypsy handed him the knife. He told her to get in the bathroom. Well, he told her, get your ass in the bathroom, which... (sighs) Fine. What? Mm -hmm. Fucking fine. Fine. At least he's about to be fucking useful. (laughs) (sighs) So Gypsy Rose had gone into the bathroom, sat on the floor, and covered her ears with her hands to prevent herself from hearing anything. But she did hear the struggle that would happen. Nick entered Dee Dee's room and stood over her bed. He started to stab Dee Dee, and she woke up and began to call out. She yelled, called out for Gypsy's help, and asked him who he was. Dee Dee was stabbed 17 times in the struggle, and Oof. she had gone from her bed down to the floor next to it. Okay. All right. Nick covered Dee Dee's body with a blanket and then grabbed Gypsy Rose from the bathroom. He took her into her bedroom, laid her on the bed, and then started to fuck her. Yeah. He is not a stand-up guy. Uh, that's just, it's so cliche is what it is. It's so... Also, it is so creepy that you can get a hard-on after murdering a person. I mean, yeah, that, that too. That is eerie. Yeah, I mean, bloodlust leading to regular lust. Uh, fair. The human body is Adre- weird. Adrenaline, sure. Um, Let's go with that because the other options are just Disturbing. Bad. I don't like them. Disturbing. I hate them. <sighs> They really are acting like fucking middle schoolers. Yeah, this is... The arrested development shit. Yeah, the arrest developments between the two of them. Gross. Okay. So when the two had left the house, they left behind Gypsy's wheelchair. They holed up in a motel outside of Springfield for a few days before heading back to Big Ben to live with Nick's family. They mailed the murder weapon to themselves in Wisconsin, adding federal (laughs) charges to their crimes, (laughs) and and took a bus back to Big Ben. Oh, bless. That was, you know, it was a smart idea. There are so many rivers and lakes and swamps. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. Oh, buddy. Or if he was wearing plastic gloves. He really wanted that knife. Leave it there. No, I think he wanted the trophy. Yeah, I think he wanted the trophy. Yeah. Fine. So Gypsy hung around with Nick in his family's home. And when she checked online to see if her mother's body had been discovered, she saw that nothing had started coming up in news. Oh, shit. So Gypsy knew that no one knew that Dee Dee was even gone, and she had started to become a bit sad. She wanted her mother's body to be discovered to at least be put her, to be put to rest. Gypsy then posted on her shared account with her mother. Nick helped Gypsy with the posts and ultimately said, that bitch is dead. And in the oh, comments section, read, I fucking slashed that fat pig and raped her innocent daughter. I get wanting the body to be found. It's it, it, This is extreme. This is not how you go about it. I get that she's a little bit under his influence and control, but this is just really gross. 
I mean, she also doesn't under social th- understand social things pretty much at all. Yeah. Because she's been so isolated. Yeah, I get that. It's just, ugh. Yeah, I forgot about that part. Yeah. So when the status was posted, friends and neighbors had become worried about Dee Dee and Gypsy. They went to the house to see if anyone would answer. And they knew that sometimes Dee Dee would take Gypsy on trips for hospital treatments and hope that they had just simply left for a trip, but called the police to do a wellness check anyway to see if everything was good and safe. The scene the police walked into looked like a murder and abduction. Dee Dee had been fine, found lying face down on her bedroom floor in a pool of her own blood and her disabled daughter nowhere to be seen with a wheelchair left behind. But when the Facebook post was traced back to Big Bend, the investigation led in one direction. You don't say. <sighs> so when police went to the Go to John home in Big Bend to talk to Nick, whose IP address was associated with the post, oh God! They discovered Gypsy Rose, son, someone who had they expected to be disabled, cancerous, abducted teenager, there with Nick, walking around, growing hair, and seemingly happy with her surroundings. The two were arrested at the go to John home and taken to Missouri to face trial. I mean, that's the worst part is they had to go back to Missouri. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I... You get to rag on it as much as you want because you grew up there. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I um, had some lovely people who I treasure to this day. Anyways. Yeah. So Gypsy Rose Blanchard and Nicholas go to John had separate trials. Gypsy Rose took a plea deal, pled guilty to second-degree murder, and was sentenced to 10 years in prison. Nick pled not guilty to first-degree murder <laughs> and received life in prison after being found guilty oh, on all charges. Bless. Yeah. He really fucking tried. He tried. Oh, um, dude. Because he knew he couldn't do an insanity plea. Fair. It was after Dee Dee's death and after having doctors examine her without her mother that Gypsy learned the true level of her mother's deception. Sure, she knew she could walk and eat, but she believed her mother about her leukemia and some of the more minor ailments like asthma and anemia. My God. Yeah, the amount of shit she had this child on medications for. Uh. It's horrendous. So in retrospective interviews, the two have differing views of their relationships and how they feel about the aftermath. Nick says that he would kill Dee Dee again, still believing he has done the only correct act for the situation. He says that he feels abandoned by Gypsy Rose as she has not been in contact with him since the arrest and that he still loves her. He feels their romance was a mutual coming together of souls on every level. <laughs> and is she like, yeah, I used him? Gypsy Rose feels sorry that her mother is dead and wishes that she had found a different way out of the torture that she was going through. That's fair. Gypsy does not believe her mother had loved her because there is of the insane amount and extent of the lies that she would tell. Yeah. Her feelings about Nick are more realistic now. That's cool. She understands that she was giving into attention. Yeah. Which is what some people do, especially when they've been deprived of any kind of healthy attention. I mean, it's understandable. Yeah. 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 
And honestly, I mean, people are attracted to truly awful men. The fact that she can recognize that, love it. Yeah. Yeah, Good for her. I'm glad that she's gotten to, you know, to a decenter mental place. Yeah. Yeah. So Gypsy Rose is now a model prisoner. She's gotten her GED and a cosmetology certification while in prison. She is visited by her father, Rod, who has... Yeah, she's been able to build a relationship since getting away from her mother. That's so nice. Yeah. I'm I'm really I'm really happy for her. Yeah, they finally get to have the relationship he always wanted but couldn't have cuz her mother is crazy. That's lovely. Um and I hope you understand how I am not using the word crazy lightly because you'll listen to this podcast and heard what she did. Mm. Um so through the pen pal program, Gypsy even now has a fiance and is on track to getting married once she's released. Have we, uh, has anyone checked out this guy? <laughs> I'm not, I'm. I mean, I don't, the thing is with Gypsy's story, I feel like there would be well-meaning people sending her letters and I'm just hoping he's one of them. He better be. Um, although, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if he maybe has a thing for fucking a murderess. I mean, I wouldn't that's be fair. I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, people wrote her specifically to try and get in that way. Um, <gasps> oh, humanity. We're weird. We're, We're a so weird bizarre. species. I, it's delightful. It's delightful in this case. Um... So she has what she calls complicated feelings about her time in prison. Of course, she feels that murder is wrong. But even in retrospect, she has difficulty seeing any other way out of her mother's controlling grip other than to kill her. Especially because Gypsy Rose feels that one, she's freer in prison than she did living with her mother. And two, that prison may not have been the right option to rehabilitate someone in her situation, which I agree. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there are so many. She is literally such a rehab case. If there is one, there are so few people who deserve to just be locked up, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Like just lock them up and ignore them. (laughs) Give them, give them books and things to entertain them. Like, you know, there's so few people we need, we need a much better prison system in this fucking country. I mean, Um, yeah, yeah. But Gypsy is actually currently in talks to get parole in 2023. Oh, mazel. So to get it a little early. That's so nice. Um, And that is the conclusion of the Blanchard family story. You know what? Good for her. I'm, I'm glad she got out of that situation however she needed to. Yes. Sorry, her first boyfriend was a fucking gross ass. D- yeah. 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 I hope this new one's nicer. I hope he's, yeah, I hope he's decent. I hope her fiance's a decent guy. And good for uh, her. Yeah. Going to cosmetology school and getting her G, uh, GED. GED. Yeah. Like, that's great. Yeah. She, uh, I hope she, uh, isn't too terrified by the outside world when she's there because it'll be a whole other. I mean, we want to talk about the prison system. Like, prisoner reentry in this country is. Deeply I mean, fucked. Yeah, deeply fucked. But when you add the fact that she was isolated for most of her life and right. now she's in 
prison, which is a different yeah. type of isolation, which and, and it's ironically be, freer. Right. And she's going to be fairly infamous upon coming out. Oh, yeah. Like, she, she'll need to move. Yeah. At least out of the general area of Missouri and like. I mean, she's pretty well known nationally, right? I mean, she was on fucking Dr. Phil. I mean, f- true. However, people's memories do lapse over time. It's just I have a feeling for the people who are in that immediate area, they're going to really know her face. We had our own murderess. It was, it, this was a whirlwind to put together. Yeah. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it's such a thick story. I literally went into it being like, no, nah, it's going to be fine. One episode. And I'm like, no, this is, this is two, two different horrific stories and tragic stories. Yeah. Sure um, is. And it needs to be told that way. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah. yeah, it's so upsetting. So disturbing. I hope Gypsy Rose gets out of prison and gets a decent job and just gets to live like a person. Um, yeah. I hope she gets black hair skills as well in prison because cosmetology certifications don't require it. And she has very easy access while in prison, so... Oh, the prison industrial complex. I'm just going to put that in there. Yeah. 13th Amendment that really just legalizes it in prison. (laughs) 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 I love that. uh, Sort of trying to not get it on the podcast rant. (laughs) Okay, listen. We need to amend the 13th Amendment. Yes, we do. And it's really fucking uncomfortable. It would be really great to actually abolish slavery. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I mean, when you hear about like like you heard about the candle factory with the tornado. Yes. Oh, my God. And, you know, I'm they were horrified. working for cents on the dollar and for Christmas candles. Oh, God. I fucking hate this country for scented candles. And they weren't allowed and to tapers. leave. They were scared to leave. And, and you mm-hmm. know, and. Their supervisors literally broke the law, told them, we'll fire you if you don't ignore the fucking tornado siren. Yeah. Oh, that was the Amazon warehouse, too. Like, literally one person's last message to his family was, Amazon won't let us leave. (sighs) Which, oh my god, I hate, I really don't like the society that we currently live in. And I want it to be better. And it is very hard not to just lean into that learned helplessness. True. Or lean into the General Sherman scorched earth. Uh, I think he was right. Mentality. General Sherman was right. <laughs> and there's levels, a great yeah. song. I, I, I had there's to listen to Marching Through. Fantastic song. Yeah. yeah march, uh, marching Through Georgia. It's delightful. Yeah. Marching it's, Through Georgia. It's a fun Civil War song. It's a fucking ever, bop. If you ever want a fun Civil War song, <laughs> not one that celebrates the fucking South. <laughs> this celebrates burning. <laughs> Literally burning your way through fucking Georgia. Yep. And also like it's it's a fun it's like one of the few patriotic songs where I'm like, you know, I can get behind this. I sort of like patriotism. it. It's been a while since I've been proud to be an Amer- like like <laughs> American. Like literally I think I Oh, probably like pre nine eleven. Yeah, uh, pre well pre the you know. The, Obama the getting elected was probably the last time. That was that was nice, but it wasn't. But I like I was in Missouri, a deeply red state, so I knew how you knew the backlash coming. 
I, but I also knew the backlash coming. Yeah, yeah. I was so fucking excited. I mean, it meant everything was, to me to watch a black oh, yeah. man become president. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was amazing. But, like, even as I was watching it, I'd heard people say such vile things about mm-hmm. him. I was half holding my breath all the way through both terms. Anytime he was outside, anytime. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Like, I was so scared. I was surrounded by, a, yeah, a lot of truly, truly hateful people toward Obama as well. I th- I thought he was My town was one of the places that burned an effigy. He, oh, God. I remember, like, watching his inauguration and just being so scared that he wouldn't make it to his first day. Yeah. There were a lot of people watching for little red dots. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I didn't think. And you hear some of the lapses that the Secret Service allowed mm-hmm. during his term, and it's scary um in any case i'm glad you know i didn't agree with everything he did yeah. but you know he did what he thought was right i mean he did what he thought was right he did what is only your only option sometimes as a major world leader i like yeah we can criticize a president for doing a lot of war crimes all we want but at the same time it's like you inherit this thing and you can't just magically change it yeah well, it was really not pushing through legislation and trying to be bipartisan when the Republicans had pretty much shown that they were not interested in it. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that crimes. was also about trying to fix a social issue that God at this point I don't tried. think can be fixed. I, yeah. We need a little bit more of that scorched earth. Come on, COVID. <laughs> God. I mean, if you're going to refuse to get vaccinated... I hope it's you get t- it and die. Um, right. But I it's I just know too many immunocompromised people who like. I mean, there's a difference between not getting it because you can't. And oh, no, no, no. I know. But it. it's just like every time some asshole refuses to get vaccinated. Oh, yeah. It puts people that I love and, and that we love in more danger. Yeah. Like, ugh. get vaccinated, folks. Mm hmm. Give. Give us, give us some, some, some hope in this country so we don't have to go scorched earth. For the purposes of legality, that was a joke. <laughs> um, but I will go scorched earth on your ass. That was also a joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We love you guys. We love you guys. Go get therapy. Go get therapy. Take care of yourselves. And learn about your own personal arrested developments and work on them. Absolutely. I promise you, you'll be a much happier person when you do. I've been doing it for years and it's, uh, it makes a fucking world of difference. Mm-hmm. Also, um, we hope that you had a happy Hanukkah. Yes. Chag Sameach. I'm sorry about my pronunciation. Yeah. Chag Sameach. Uh, um, happy Hanukkah. And we hope you uh, yeah. have more happy holidays. Yule is coming. Um, Woo! Oh, I'm so fucking pumped. Tech is coming. Um, Christmas is coming. Christmas. New Year's Merry is crisis. coming. <laughs> Merry crisis. Yeah. Yeah. We got, we got the Gregorian New Year coming up. Yeah. Gregorian New Year. Hell I've already yeah. celebrated a couple New Year's technically this year. Yeah. And this will be the third. Third time's the charm. Right, guys? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's only 2022 in this one and it's like 5782 in Jewish years and that's like so superior. <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> it just constantly feels like you're living in a sci-fi novel. I know. Like anytime you look at the Jewish date, you're just like, wow, why am I future. not on the fucking moon? Oh, um, that makes me a little sad. Here's the thing, though. I would not want to. I'm a coward. I am not built for space travel or undersea travel. Nice. I'm built to keep my feet firmly on the goddamn ground of the beautiful Earth. Good. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, <laughs> go get therapy. Connect with the Earth. Work on your arrested developments. <laughs> we love you. Happy holidays. Yeah, happy holidays. We'll uh, be ending out this year. I pro- I sorry I uh, promised an extra episode for the year, and now I'm not giving it to you, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's also my fault. I got food poisoning. No, <laughs> it's not your fault. You got food poisoning. I ate a hot dog that I shouldn't have. Oh, but it was from a restaurant I love. <laughs> it's okay. Okay. Um, but we will be back in the new year, the second week on January. 11th or 12th 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 is the wednesday cool i'm hoping 11th but probably 12th okay yeah we love you all right bye-bye bye